Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is your NXT UK review. Troy is on holiday, so I am stepping into the to the hosting chair, joined as always by Jay. How's it going, mate? I'm all good. I'm all good. Just uh, very, very tired from a long weekend of work. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, good. Uh, well, again, I mean, it's it's almost a, a meme to say it now, but a, a good, another good NXT UK show. Yeah, yeah, very good NXT UK show. Not, it's, it's interesting because like there wasn't a massive amount of star power on this one. No, um, it, it definitely felt like sort of a bit more of a showcase episode, didn't it? Yeah, but it was still really good fun. Like all the matches were great. Um, like yeah, our mate Dan Maloney was here. Blair Davenport did a bad murder. Blair Davenport. Well, let's get right into that. Um, <laughs> so we start off with Blair Davenport versus Nina Samuels. So last week, um, Nina basically demanded a match. To basically prove that she could beat anyone. So Sid Scala was like, wait, and then fight Blood Dumb Yeah. She does she does bad murder on people, so fight her. Yeah. And so basically Blood Dumb did a bad murder on her. She didn't even the match didn't even get started. Didn't even get started. <laughs> um pushed her off the top rope, beat the shit out of her, hit the Falcon Arrow, which no one kicks out of the Falcon Arrow. No Did one thing in wrestling. No yeah. one kicks out of it. And yeah, so that was it. I mean, if I'm being like nitpicky here, they probably could have started the match and she rolled it back in. They do that quite often. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a bit weird that they did go down that road. Um, you could have just rang the bell and had a pinner straight away. But, yeah. Because um, normally when a guy's getting beat or someone's getting beat on the outside and like they get thrown in the ring and then the other guy gets the ring, they ring the bell like instantly. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel as well about Blair Davenport like pointing to the sky and then the, the spooky green lights coming up. Yeah, well, actually, you know, NXT UK, mate, they love the spooky stuff. They do love a bit of spooky stuff. It's, sl- it's slowly like evolving into Lucha Underground, isn't it? <laughs> We're going to see people getting like Lucha sacrificed. Yeah. Fair play. Just Jack, Dave Mastiff just sacrificing since, Jack Stars. Sid Scarlett's going to come back as Dario Cueto. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to come back with like a long grey wig and a big bushy grey beard. I'm down with that. Um, so yeah. speaking of Sid Scala, he comes out to sort of calm things down because like some extra refs going out to like stop the murder, and then Blair just falcon arrows him as well. Yeah, she gave him a big dirty Kamagoye for the boys as well. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. That doesn't happen. Blair Davenport just does it. They're, they go on like a storyline suspension angle here. Like, what's 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 the end game? I mean, she always um, there's got to be some sort of punishment for like murdering Sid Scala. I don't know, it's Sid Scarlett, he's a blurt anyway, so... I mean, no one likes him, but still, you know? Yeah, Johnny Sink doesn't even like him, he's just there, so he doesn't have to leave his house. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't don't know. Um, It's interesting, because they they could go a few ways, they could have it, like, do the suspension thing, they could have it, like, as a punishment, face someone who's, like, going to have to do a bad murder on it. But then, who 
other than Mako on the roster, is that they could do that. Yeah. Um, but who knows? It's, it's certainly an interesting way to go about it. I was I wasn't expecting this when I when I started there NXT UK and played that and was walking out. No, it was it was a fun way to run the show. It gets Blair yeah. over as a, as a as a badass, doesn't it? So you know, fair play. Yeah, it was it was different as well, wasn't it? Yeah, but didn't and expect it at all. Then sticking with the women's division, we had a uh, update on Eva Valkyrie. Yeah, little, little highlight package of her and Ginny's match from last week, and we see like a legit, like horrible looking injury that Eva suffered. Yeah, well, when when we were talking about the match last week, so because it was weird that uh, like he sort of she did it and then he he stopped the match and then cleared like cleared it to continue, and she you could see she was struggling to walk. And it was like is she actually injured herself there, or is this like just an angle? Um, I mean. She managed to hit a maiden in Japan on uh, Ginny, so... Yeah. yeah which obviously, G- Ginny's sort of running this, like, saying that even though she lost, like, she broke her, and, you know, she was the tougher woman in the end and all this, so, yeah. Yeah, well, Nigel said that she's out, she's suffered a serious knee injury, and she's out for an undetermined amount of time, which it looked, it reminded me when, like, because it was the same sort of thing as when Seth Rollins, like, buggered his knee. Yeah. Because it was like she like, literally she come off the top rope like a sunset flip, didn't she? And like mm. off the turn before, and then she landed her like just kind of gave way under her, like twisted. Yeah, and then she like sort of dropped to her knees and finished the move. So you still did the power, so fair play. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's um, it was as I say, it was a weird thing that I, like when it happened, that was like, oh, what's going on here? Um, it's even I, it's still like a bit like I don't know if there's if it's is like a kayfabe injury or not just because of the way they've kind of handled it yeah I know what you mean but it looked it looked nasty either way uh, yeah we also learn that um, there'll be a six man tag match next week uh, with Symbiosis all three men so Eddie Dennis as well um, Primate and T-Bone versus Saxon Huxley and two partners of his choosing yeah so this Saxon Huxley thing isn't going away it's uh they're actually getting strapping the rockets to Saxon now. Yeah, he's getting the big, he's getting the Roman Reigns push, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, they, 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 clearly, they clearly like him, man. It's just good because he's a good guy, he's a good wrestler. Um, I'm, I'm glad he's getting a bit, a bit of time. Yeah, when they kind of like cooled down on him a bit last year, I was a bit a bit worried that that was going to be kind of like the end of his, his run because when he started it, it was really just different, wasn't it? Because he's, well, he's just doing a bruiser Brody style game. Yeah. No one really does that. Yeah, yeah, that's which is yeah, fair enough. Um, next up, we get our first real match of the night, and that is um, Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff taking on Andy Wilde and close personal friend of me and you, Dan Maloney. Yeah, I bet you were. Uh, bet you enjoyed this. I well, I pop for a lot of things here. I pop for Driller because you know he's a he's a close, but he's a, he's a good. Uh, he's making a lot of pop up appearances in Liverpool right now. Dan Maloney. He is. Uh, I also obviously popped like a motherfucker for Dave Mastiff because he is my actual daddy. And Andy Wilde's a big big hoss. And yeah, there's a lot of meat in this ring. And Jack Stars. Yeah, and Jack Stars. All, just, all, all hoss. Just running around like the fucking um, well, army men in Rampage. <laughs> What a reference. Yeah, this, this is a fun match. I'm really liking the sort of dynamic of uh, Mastiff and Stars, where Stars just basically gets his ass handed to him while Dave Mastiff watches. 
so I liked how this went. So like obviously Styles started the match off and he, he got like you say he got into some trouble and then eventually he got the tag into Mastiff. So there was a double tag was like Mastiff tagged in, Maloney tagged in, and then Mastiff comes in and goes clean house, yeah. and, like, knocks Maloney the fuck out. And then like when it's all safe, he just tags started and like there you go, son. In you come. It's it's fine now. I've I've sorted it. It's all right. Yeah. Um it, it's I, I know you're you're um a big fan of the big man little man team. And this is very much like Yeah, it's, it's it's always a, it's always a fun dynamic. Like you always get those big hot tags. Like Jurassic Express do it really well in, in AEW yeah. as well, and like these guys do it really well. Uh Dave the, the difference between these is Luchasaurus doesn't do a devastating cannonball into the corner, and Dave Mastiff does. Yeah. And he did, and uh, it was good for the pin on Damaloni. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, as, as as I say, this what it wasn't like a bad match at all. It was it was just it was nice, like sort of a little bit of world building. And do well, Damaloni. This, 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 this is the same team they had against um, somebody else's the other week, wasn't it? And yeah. I, I like them. They're a good. They're a good tag team. They're, they're, they're believable jobbers. Like they, you think they're like legit. Like they don't. They're not just turning up to get annihilated. They actually get a bit in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Andy Wilde's been really impressive when he's been on NXT UK as well. Yeah. Yeah. Had the match with Kenny Williams. He looked looked the parts and. I can show that I can show this match to my mate who tried to make me believe that uh, Dan Maloney had been released by NXT UK and was no longer part of the programming. So, well, I think he has been released. Was he ever? Was he ever like a full time contract? Did he? Was he ever there full time? I think he was. Well, I don't know. It's weird because like the first UK tournament, they only kept on a fit like a certain amount of people. He didn't. He didn't sign everybody. Yeah. So there was a few. There was a few people who got like who didn't didn't get brought back. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think Dan Maloney was one of them. All right, so they got to use them, like, which is good because it means he still gets to do indie stuff, which is great. Well, he's, yeah, he's still he's still like friend, like um, he's quite good mates with Trent Seven, isn't he? So he's probably been brought in just to like, yeah. But he's, he's from the, like, he's from the, the Midlands, isn't he? As well, like like a lot of NXT UK wrestlers, so they're all like obviously up from the same scene. Uh, of course, yeah. I can confirm me, you, and Troy met him at um, the TNT show the other week, and he is cut as fuck. He looks like in real life, yeah. he looks he looks incredible. <laughs> Yeah, he's a big lad. Just want to touch his stomach. <laughs> he's he's really uh, he's really trimmed up as well, though, hasn't he? Yeah, and he's, he's a super nice guy as well. Um, very polite, very very humble. Yeah, yeah, he was very very good brother, good brother indeed. So yeah, and he, and he took a, he took a big Dave Mastiff cannibal real well. He did. So fair play to him. Because I don't think I'd ever want to take. I, that. I wouldn't take one of them. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I don't think Absolutely I'd want that anyway, Jamie. You know. <laughs> Um, okay, a uh, bit more promo stuff. Uh, oh, are we on to the pretty deadly stuff? Can we talk about the pretty deadly stuff? Because that was like one of my favorite things on the, that, on the that show. Was, spoiler alert, that was my highlight of the show. <laughs> so, pretty um, deadly, like at a water fountain, and they recorded it. I love the fact that Nigel had been like hyping up pretty deadly's TikTok all show as well on yeah. commentary, just, just like drift feeding it in every now and again, going, Oh, pretty deadly. Top TikTok friends. <laughs> we, get, like, oh, we get to this God. point where they're recording like a TikTok video and they're like a water fountain. Well, they were um, doing a photo shoot, shoot weren't they? Yeah. And then they were recording it for the TikTok. And um, <laughs> it was just excellent. They were doing like some fucking dance like they were teenage girls. Uh, Gallus come up and challenge, well, the Coffee Brothers come up, I should say, looking like bad swats, which if you're on screen with... Um, pretty deadly and you're the ones who look like the twats that's an achievement yeah. isn't it? <laughs> that's an achievement 
uh, Joe Coffey looked like a massive bell end with the hat. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like so they, they, they throw Lewis Howley like into the fountain, yeah. which is literally like a centimeter of running water. Yeah, and he and sells it like he's been thrown into a river. He literally like ended up absolutely drenched as well. Yeah, like, fair play to him. Like, I love, I love as well. Um, Stoke, Stoke is like shouting to him, like grab yeah, hand, Lewis, grab come to me. <laughs> Acting like he's getting drifted out to sea, and then when he goes, "You splashed me, Lewis. Why would you do that?" Oh, lo- love me some pretty. Good. I mean, I'm not. I don't know how psyched I am for, for them to come back around to Gallus again. I mean, as long as they win, I suppose it's different. It's, it's slightly different Gallus this time, I suppose. But yeah. The the thing is when Joe Coffey is like when Joe Coffey is involved, I always get the fear because he seems to like give him wins that he shouldn't be winning. Um, it's just have they gone through every tag team in NXT UK now? They, I just hope he just come back uh, to Dallas. This is just where we're they at. They haven't beaten Symbiosis, and they haven't defended it against Tayman and Raja or um, Carter and Smith. Or Mastiff and Jack Stars. Or Mastiff and Jack Stars. They have so, they have beaten uh, Nathan Fraser and Jack Stars. Up. Yeah. Um. It just feels a bit like Gallus feels like an easy option, and I, I'm just not. I mean, I'm sure they'll have a good match. Like I, I said this about like subculture. I wasn't judged for the build, but the match was fantastic. Yeah, the match was fantastic. It's just that subculture isn't. Just when you got Mark Andrews there, you just like want to do a little sick in your mouth. They also announced that next week, so this is a bit odd. Next week, they're basically just going to reshow the entire Volta Dragonov match. Well, I, I don't know if they're going to reshow the whole match. Yeah, well, they said that the, the wording is they're going to relive the match with quote special added insights. So, yeah, so they did that with uh, the first Walter Dragonov match, and it was literally just like a sort of 10 minute video package of the match. Right, okay. So with like, like, sort of, like extended highlights. Yeah, it's like extended highlights, but they had like people talking, like like doing box pops of it. So they had like Drew and Sheamus talking about it, Cesaro, Shawn Michaels, uh, Regal, Finley, people like that. So yeah. they might do the same thing. All right. So that special added insight is if you're just going to be like other people commenting on it, basically, isn't it? Like bigger, bigger, I think more, so, yeah. more famous people. Yeah, I think it's basically them just reviewing the match. Um, for people who've been living under a rock and haven't seen it yet. Yep, then we got our next match. We have Amale versus Amelia McKenzie. Amel. 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 Sorry, I'm used to the French pronunciation. Amel, of course it is. Yeah. Versus Amelia McKenzie. So Amel was the, the first chance to make her, wasn't she? She was. Um, and it's weird. Like, she, she'd kind of done bits before that, but not really anything massive. Um, and then... Obviously, like now she's kind of sort of in this storyline with Mako and Millie. Yeah, well, obviously they're still pushing the thing that like Millie has been like trained by Mako and is is still being trained by Mako now in in, in the NXT UK. Um, yeah, and they're sort of they're sort of building up how Millie's getting better week on week as a result of, of this training. Obviously, we saw um, she beat Isla Dawn a few weeks back. She did well, a fair few weeks back. Like to be fair, that was the last time yeah. we saw her in the ring. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's it's cool with Amel as well. Like she's really kind of grown leaps and bounds in the way they've like allowed her to do to do a bit more here and a bit more there. Um, she was very much not like enhancement talent, but she was like just kind of there 
Yeah. And but uh, she got she got like I mean obviously it was weird because she got like the, the big first challenge to make her, which was a bit surprising, but then obviously she was just did the job out. And she looked like she belonged with Mako as well, which was yeah. really cool. But, um, uh, but they obviously booked her because like there was no chance in hell she was gonna win because it was Mako's Yeah, first. yeah. They weren't gonna yeah. put Kaylee Ray back in there where they all like, you know, Eva Valkyrie. No. Um but yeah, it's uh, it's so it's good to see like how much Amel's grown in the last couple of months. Like she's really good. She's like so good. I, th- I think as far as wrestling goes, this was my favorite match on the show. Yeah, I, 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 can, really, I can see that. Uh, obviously, Millie McKenzie really cool. is really, really good anyway. Uh, you know, yeah. she's, been, she's been a top UK women's performer for the last, well, basically her entire career, pretty much. Yeah, and she's only like 23 as well. She's, yeah, disgusting. 22, 23. She's, she's very young, either way. <laughs> but yeah, it, this, was, this was really fun. Um, Amel, looked, as I say, looked awesome. She did a lot of like really good heel work, like working over Millie. Um, and Millie obviously kept going for like quick roll ups, and that that's how she won the match as well. Yeah, like, it was a, a lot of them. It was like the, the, not the, the power game, but like the the sort of just the chef house heel stuff, like just kicking her out the ring and sort of stuff like that. Every time she was trying to get ahead of steam. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, one thing that I noticed, like, which it it was only a little thing, but it, I was like, how is she doing that? So Amel's boot was like falling off, wasn't it? And like to the point where it was actually like going underneath her foot, and she was still like she didn't miss a trick with her footwork. I was like, if my if my shoelaces on that untied, I'm like fucking panicking. Like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I I will fall over. Where I, so like seeing that, I was like, Jesus, that's like really good that she's just not missed a step at all. Um, but yeah, it, it sort of played into the finish, didn't it as well? But it, yeah. Like, so um, her boot was loose. Mackenzie ended up locking in a, a roll up, and got like a, it was like a surprise win, like out of nowhere, wasn't it? Yeah, like uh, Amel went for like a boot, didn't she? And then uh, Mackenzie kind of like rolled her up and then like on the two, like stacked her yeah. to make sure. Um, which they were, which they did like a really cool thing of sort of um, playing off the fact that like Mako taught her to do that. Um, it's yeah, it, it's a cool sort of cool, it's a cool way to like build towards a student teacher thing with Mako and Amelia down yeah. the line. Um but yeah, it was this was a really fun match. Really enjoyed it. And a few more bits of sort of backstage promo stuff. Um we had an update on Sid Scala. We just saw him getting looked at by medical staff, he had a neck brace on, obviously selling the, the injury from before. <laughs> no one kicks out the Falcon Arrow. <laughs> uh, then we had uh, Smith and Carter speaking of those two guys. Um they were approaching Huxley in the locker room and they offered to be his partners for the match next week. Yeah. Um, Huxley's just like destroying a locker for presumably no reason. Yeah, just because he's, he's the beast from the northeast. Um, yeah, I mean, all he, all he does is shout, you can count on Saxon repeatedly. Yeah, and then he does the always for he steals the always always forward uh, line that uh, all the cars and then Ashton Smith say. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I, I I like these guys as a trio, though. Yeah, well, it's, they've got like a, a sort of odd odd partnership thing going on, haven't they? Like, because Carter yeah. and Smith are like totally different. Saxon's just a madman, and Carter and Smith are like a bit more not comedy, but you know, like a little bit more sort of like they, easy going and sort of. Yeah, they did have a detective gimmick at one point when they were feuding pretty deadly. Fair. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with that. That was, that, was, that was quite good. And then. In 
in a match that I'm absolutely not, not hyped for. <laughs> we get a little promo for Sam Gradwell versus Wolfgang next week. Not hyped for a little hot fight between Gradwell and Wolfgang? No, because both of them can't lose. That's true. I I think Wolfgang's winning this. These are lit. I mean, no, no disrespect to them. They're, they're fine workers, but these are literally the two men in this company that I care the least about. <laughs> yeah, it's, again, it's weird though, isn't it? Because the two guys that like, have been really sort of protected. Like Sam Gradwell's like like got like a clean win over Dave Mastiff a couple of months back. Yeah, and he had that program with Dragonov, who's now the champion. Yeah, he had that didn't he have a program a program with Trent and Tyler as well? Yeah. He had that like really good match with Trent. Wolfgang um, was obviously tag champion not too long ago. Um yeah he's just there isn't he? Yeah he's just, um, now he's just there. Oh you mean you did get you did get the piss off out of him by um Soko two the other week. So yeah and rampage. Um, yeah, I, I did. I, I did like that. Uh, that um, Sam Gradwell called him a big bad yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just like a muller corner left out in the sun. Um, yeah, put him back in the fridge, mate. Leave him there. Yeah, put him in the fridge. Let it go stale. Um, but yeah, that, I think this will be all right. It's just going to be a very lumbering match, isn't it? It's not going to be as um, intense as shall we say Tayman versus Nathan Fraser oh oh Tayman's a horrible human being isn't he so this is weirdly um because of like some sort of weird shift tonight this is the first Tayman match I've seen in XD UK is it yeah yeah I, I always seem to miss the shows that he's on <laughs> which really? is just madness no. yeah I mean I've seen him when he was looking kid so yeah I, I, so I know what he can do yeah well basically it's like he, he's like um Alex from the the Clockwork Orange. If he was a wrestler, yeah, and he's just he's just a horrible bastard. But so he, he comes out with uh, with Rohit, his boy, Rohan Raja, Rohan Raja, um, yeah. and yeah, so straight in round one. Um, oh, Nathan Fraser obviously is the, the former Ben Carter. He's it's kind of weird. He's I almost feel like he's gotten lost in the shuffle a little bit over the last like sort of three four months. Yeah, like he came in in January and he was like really really pushed like really hard. And then, and it felt like okay, yeah, he's gonna be like, and it still does feel like he's gonna be a future star. I mean, he's only like, he's only young anyway, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like I, I don't like to I don't like to speak ill of NXT UK because I think it, it does fantastic work week on week. But I feel like this is a little. bit, I, I spoke to this with Troy a couple of a couple of weeks ago. I feel like this is a bit of a problem that NXT UK's had. I mean, obviously because of the the, the sort of the situation they're in and, and being in the studio and whatever, but it feels like there's a real ceiling because there's not there's only one title, one singles title for the men. Oh, there's the Heritage Cup. Yeah, but that's that's a different thing. And like I, when the Cruiserweight Champion was there, I felt like it had a bit more. There was like Ben Carter was the type of guy you could easily see being the Cruiserweight Champion, for example. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Nathan Fraser, and and because but because like there's only one, there's the Heritage Cup and there's the um, the World Champion or the UK Champion. And one's just changed hands, and they're, they're both held by top guys. So there's no room for him to do anything. Like there's nowhere for him to go. Yeah, I see that. Mm. Because I mean, it's weird, isn't it? Because like, there's no real thing they could do with a um, with like a mid card title, though, is that because they've still not they've still not really got the depth in the roster to have a mid card title just for the sake of having one. Yeah, I mean, I think they could easily sustain like the Cruiserweight title, for example. Yeah. But that had to go back to the US, apparently. So, you know, we can't have that. Yeah, they could have They could have literally split the title and had the UK Cruiserweight and the US Cruiserweight. Yeah. 
Ah oh, well. Um just going to the match. Um yeah. round round one is basically just Tayman trying to get on top. Um he basically he takes advantage, doesn't he? And he, he, he sort of dominates most of the round. But yeah. he just can't quite nail it down. Like um Fraser's just a little bit too too elusive for him. He just, yeah, he's just going straight for the arm. Obviously, his finish is the crossface, so he's trying to trying to take like incapacitate that arm of Fraser. Yeah. Uh, so into round two. So round one, nothing happened. No, no pinfalls. No submissions. No score. Uh, yeah. Round two, Fraser comes. So the whole, the whole point of like the round one is like Fraser slowly, like trying to get out from under Tam, and he builds momentum, and Tam can't quite get it done. Round one. So then round two, Fraser comes out with all the, with all the fire. And Tam slaps him, doesn't he? Right at the, the end of round one. Yeah, and that just sort of like just like fire up and start like just throwing hands. Yeah, like um, Fraser comes right out with a massive lariat. Yeah. Um, he then dives over the top rope, but the Tayman pulls Rohan in the way. Rohan eats it. Well, actually, Tayman doesn't pull him. Rohan pushes him. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, way. it's like a same thing, isn't it? Rohan's just like, no. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, I really like the sort of the dynamic between Rohan and uh, Tayman. So, obviously, Tayman injured Rohan, and then he paid his medical bill, so Rohan feels like like feels obliged to like sort of like be Tayman's right hand man now. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, I I don't think uh, Sean Michaels got the memo that you don't pay medical bills in the UK. But <laughs> he doesn't realise the NHS is a thing. Like he doesn't realise what the NHS is. He went private. Uh, he, he sorted him out. He went, went sort of private. Looked after him. <laughs> paid the bills while he was on the shelf. He went got on a waiting list. No. Um, yeah. And. Um, yeah, so Rohan like doing doing like so being almost like a sacrificial lamp for time. I'm re- it's really cool, like the the keeping that going. Um for like when Tayman's growing this like faction that we've been kind of speculating on for a while. Um yeah, so then Tayman gets the first pinfall. Um he hits like a diving forearm, a sliding forearm. Yeah. It was it was quite like abrupt this, wasn't it? Because uh, like he obviously moved, gets moved out the way of the dive. Then he throws Fraser into the uh, barricade and then the steps. And then he gets in and just like yeah. clubs him with a like, charge. Uh, just, just hits him and then pins him. Yeah. Basically. Uh, yeah. And uh, then it, but it, because it was so early that Tayman got like that advantage as well, it then put Fraser on the back foot for the rest of the match, which was really. Yeah. Well, in particular. Added a sense of agency, didn't In particular, the start around three. You get the feeling that like it, it was there for the taking, maybe for Tayman if he wanted it, but he, he almost like wanted to draw it out of it. Yeah, because like Fraser's not quite at it for the start of round three. And Tayman's a horrible bastard. <sighs> yeah, so there's a bit of like he, he, he hurricane runners um, Tayman out the ring, but then when he tries to like slide out, Tayman just traps him under the ring skirt and just batters him. Yeah, um, I, I love that. Um, I can't remember if it was this round or that, the the. Uh, the uh, fourth, sorry, uh, where Tayman hits like that uh, missile drop kick right to like the sort of base. Oh, right. Yeah, right, right at the back of his head, basically. Yeah, blindsides um, him with it. Yeah, he's just he's just a scumbag. Isn't he? He's an absolute <laughs> dirtbag. Love he's, him. he's a horrible man. Um, yeah. Also, um, so round three, just Tayman beating the shit out of Fraser, isn't it? Yeah, and, and then it, Fraser sort of picks it up at the end. So Tayman goes for a stomp. Hits it, goes for another one. Fraser moves out of the way, and then Fraser hits a hurricane runner off the top, and then it's a, he has the pin. Like, but he makes the cover at one second, and so obviously there's yeah. not enough time to count. 
Yeah. Um, but that uh, that move that Fraser hit to like draw was fucking brilliant. That's round four, mate. I know. Just, just yeah. like, like, going into round four. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's it looked yeah. So Fraser um, Fraser ties it up round four with like a, it's. It was yeah. it was quite early on as well. It was only like thirty seconds in, wasn't it? Yeah, it was like a so spinning slamming sort was, of thing. It was a power slam into a small package. Yeah, which was bizarre. I've never seen anything like that before. It was really cool. Yeah, it was like you know, like a crucifix bomb. But like, imagine if that was a small package instead. Yeah, basically, it's probably the only way I could really sort of describe it. It's as he landed it, he sort of like stacked him like on the line. Yeah, like yeah, like so it, it was. Like when Randy Orton does that snap power slam, but mid-air he kind of caught him in a small package, so he landed on him. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's probably the best way to describe it. It looked, it was, it looked incredible. Like so, <laughs> it was so quick. Like, it was blinking, you miss it, basically. Yeah, it was It was really cool. Uh, and that ties it up 1-1. Uh, and then, like, after, and after the... And Man is irate. In between the round, like, Fraser's just holding up two fingers, like, 1-1. Like, yeah. sort of taking the piss. <laughs> Man going mental. Uh Again, no, and, and the commentary is spinning. Have a drink of water. Well, the commentary is spinning the narrative that Taman had this one in round three. He could have ended it, but he chose not yeah. to, and he didn't take advantage. And now it it looks to be maybe getting away from him. Yeah. Um, Fraser's back in. I liked as well that Taman couldn't lock in the crossface on Fraser. Yeah. Like it, it, it made it made Fraser look really strong in this match. That Taman couldn't lock in the move that he's basically like become undefeated with. Because he just does bad things to people with that cross face, and he like wrenches it back and like tears the shoulder out, and he couldn't get that quite get that done. I think that's probably gonna play into a story later on with these two. Yeah, yeah. So round five, Fraser comes straight out and just nails Taylor, gets the, the, the closest two counts at like two point nine nine. Yeah. Yeah, Taman kicks yeah. out. Uh, they're both just sort of laid out on the map, fucked. Like neither of them could do anything. Like uh, Fraser can't take advantage. Taman's down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this is the most peril as well we've seen Taman in. Yeah, it's the first time you. It's the first time you really see Fraser like on not so much on top, but like in a position to take advantage. Yeah, uh, Fraser hits like all this sort sort of like he hits that like weird swing and neck breaker he does. He hits the, the sling blade. Um, and he goes for oh shit, what's the move? He does that um thing he used to used to do where he hits like the springboard over them into like a reverse DDT, yeah. but uh, Taman blocks it. Yeah, and he got uh, he goes for like a phoenix splash, and then Taman like moves out the way of that. Well, wasn't that when um uh, Rohan interfered as well and sort of distracted him? Yeah, yeah, because like, he, he goes up for it and Rohan distracts him, and then and he gives it gives Taman the time to move out the way. Yeah. Um. And then from that, um, Tayman debuts a new finisher. Jesus Christ. You, which, you, you, you ain't hitting this on a lot of guys, I'll tell you now. No, he ain't. Uh, it was basically like a float over reverse DDT, but. So, yeah, so he, he, gets, he, gets, so he gets him in like a reverse DDT position, like a scorpion death drop. But then instead of dropping backwards, he does like a forward flip and spikes him on his head. Yeah. It was um, like um, it was a bit like EC3's move, except with like a forward flip as well. Yeah, basically, just it, it was just a bad murder. <laughs> yeah, it looked it looked insane. It looked a bit it looked like he actually killed Nathan Fraser. Yeah, uh, and yeah, Sayaman picks up the win. 
Yep. Interestingly, um, the bracket so far, it's all heels. Yeah, because you've got you've got Dar and um got Norm Dar and Kenny Williams, and you've got Tayman versus the winner of Wolfgang and Bradwell, which is why I think Wolfgang's gonna win. Yeah, so Wolfgang's a face, right? Sort of, supposedly. Yeah, well, that's what they want us to think, but I mean still, <laughs> still Wolfgang, he's still like oh. Top heel. Wolfgang. <laughs> top top. I'm not really that asked about you, Wolfgang. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be next week, isn't it, Wolfgang Grad? Uh, it is next week, yeah. So that, that's, is that the final first round match? Yeah. So we're going yeah. to get one of Kenny Williams and Noam Dar versus one of Teoman and Wolfgang or Grado. Yeah. Who have you got? For the I, whole still, thing? I, I still think Teoman. It looks like they're really setting it up like, to, to give him a big push here. I think it's the first thing he's done of any like real substance. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Kenny Williams won it. But then the fact that they're building up the Tayman's like undefeated, mm. it, it it almost feels as if, well, you kind of need to capitalize on that. Like, have have his first loss be in a title match against Tyler Bates, or when he loses the Heritage Cup if he beats Tyler Bates. Yeah, and there's no disgrace there either way, is there? So. Yeah, that's it. Whereas if he just loses in like the semi-finals against Wolfgang, oh god, that's depressing. Don't really, don't really mean <laughs> shit, does it? No, put, put him straight in the bin. He's done. You know, if yeah. that's the case, we've ruined him. Uh, yeah. Sound right? Um, highs and any lows you've got for today? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a low in this. Sh- it was weird because it wasn't like, as I say, it wasn't like the most like high profile of shows it, it, it was, was it, yeah but it was it was a very consistently good it was yeah there, was no, was there, were, no, there were no spikes to like awesome and there were no like oh shit what the fuck's this Bits yeah of... um my high was pretty deadly's tiktok thing that's hilarious <laughs> that just any time pretty deadly is on my screen it's a high they're, they're my absolute favorite like thing in nxt uk um so yeah i'd say i'd say that what about you um, I would go for the main event. I yeah. love the Heritage Cup match, and I like a bit of Taman. So there you go. Two things, two two rights make a make a right. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true indeed. Um, yeah, it was really, as I say, really good show. Yeah. Um, really, really consistent. NXT. I mean, even when it's not firing with all the big stars, it's still perfectly watchable wrestling, which is good to see. Yeah, that that's what you want, isn't it? Like you. It, like you look at, well, to, to compare it to Raw or, or even SmackDown, like when they're when they're not really like. Well, the big thing is you take Roman Reigns or SmackDown, like how much worse has that show become? Exactly. Um, and like, yes, you take. There's no Dragonov here. There's no Rampage. There's very little Joe Joe Coffee. Yeah. There's you know, there's no Meat Maker Satamora. Like none of the champion. Only the only pretty deadly. The only champion featured here is pretty deadly, and that's for like. No mustache mountain. It's pretty deadly in it for like thirty seconds. Yeah. So yeah, it's, so it's, it's just, it, it just shows they've got a really good solid roster that they can just put on what is effectively a bit of a B show, but it's still really yeah. good fun wrestling. But yeah, that that's what I mean. Like if you want to you want a brand where if you don't want to fire on all cylinders one week you don't have to you you're still going to put out a perfectly good show. Yeah, I mean you can keep your powder dry. You can keep your big your big names for like. A couple of weeks down the line, you can bring them back in and, and whatnot. 
So when Rampage does come back, it's a big deal. When like Mustache Mountain are back on, it's a big deal. You know, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think I think that's what they were trying to achieve with Walter being like the sort of. Uh, I mean, he, he was never there though, so you know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. But like being being it that like when he does show up, it's an important thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I think it's it's good as it's good that they're using the uh, Heritage Cup tournament to like build new stars as well. Yeah, yeah. So and it's, it's, and, it's, was very, and it's it's a great format for it as well. Yeah, because the first tournament was very like very much high profile names like Dave Mastiff, Trent Seven, Noam Dar, um, and the only the only person really who wasn't like a big big name was uh, what's the name Akid. Who ended and he, up? Who won it? He yeah. won the tournament and became a big name from winning the tournament. So I feel like, I feel like obviously Noam Dar is like still in it. He's like probably the biggest name out of anyone in there. Yeah, but, but then you got like, I, but then you got like guys like Kenny Williams. You've got Taylor. Yeah. This is Taylor, like I said, this is Taylor's first like big deal thing in in NXT UK. Yeah, other than just breaking people's arms. Yeah, like this is oh, this is this was Nathan Fraser's like first like. Di- Brush with a championship or a, a sort of an, an accolade. Mm. So yeah, it's yeah. it's yeah, it's and it's and it's a great format because the the round system really, I think it really lets wrestlers show off their in ring personalities. Yeah, well, I, I think like that that's the thing which like made like it felt like it was almost tailor made for Aker to become a star out of it because he has like so many different facets to the game, and and you, you can literally. Book a match in chunks, so you can say like, right, round yeah. one will be this, round two will be this, round three will do this, and like you can just sort of link the narrative together really easily. Which, it, uh, yeah, really it, nice. it's almost like you like you you look at like your big sort of takeover matches, and they're like a, they're like a big motion picture, whereas this is like a mini series in a match. Yeah, it's like a little TV show, and instead of having to book yeah. one whole massive arc, you can just split it up into little chunks and sort of make it a little easier to digest. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, so right, that's going to be it for NXT this week. We don't have any questions, I don't think. So no. we will... Uh, everyone, people watch NXT UK, okay, mate. It's really good. One-hour wrestling shows the future. Yeah. This is Rampage, two of the best things on TV, on TV right now. So Yeah, this and Rampage are like two of my favourite things to watch because it's, on, it's only an hour and I don't have to sit there and like overthink it. I can just enjoy the wrestling. Yeah, one-hour one hour wrestling shows the future. Who knew? Get on it. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> so hope, hopefully you all enjoyed NXT UK this week we will catch you next time for some more um, NXT Heritage Cup along some other bits and bobs absolute treats yeah see you all very soon bye bye, bye. and now a word from our sponsors do you like beer of course you do do you like wrestling you wouldn't be here if you didn't check out topropebrewing.com our very own big tasties brewery they do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities.